Hello and welcome to the Expedition D20 Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Logan Moore, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Metmakers. Hello, I'm Austin. I'm playing Dak Dremevi, a Hexblade Warlock. Hello, I am Sully, uh, and I am playing Stone, Professor Stone, the Forge Domain Cleric. Hello, I am Jake, and I am playing Green Ladwell, the Halfling Wizard, Divine Wizard. I'm Charlie, and I'm playing Korun Mo, uh, Earth Ganassi Wizard. And uh, without further ado, let's jump in. Okay, where we last left off, the comet was just getting out of a large hurricane, and you finally had some respite and were able to kind of collect yourselves and, and kind of heal up. The comet itself received quite a bit of damage over, uh, you know, all of the uh, the high winds and uh, the, the terrible waves that were crashing against it. Right now, uh, the comet is gliding across the smooth, calm waters of the chilling, frozen wastes. Looking off the starboard side, you see the frozen tundra of Icewind Dale. Large sheets of cracked, floating ice riddle the coastline. Uh, the familiar crew you have sailed with has been replaced by individuals wearing heavy furs and coats, bundled up to the point where you can hardly recognize them. Uh, you see Captain Vigran with his uh, familiar captain's hat, but he has a large goggles covering his eyes with thick gloves gripping the steering wheel tightly as vigilant lookouts yell out sightings of hazards. The rest of the crew is scattered around the ship, uh, patching the hull and bailing out water from the hurricane you sailed through. The ship received quite a bit of damage, like I said, um, because of the piece of large driftwood that pierced the hull. But again, the sails remained fairly intact, uh, and the ballista is also receiving repairs. It's about one day of travel uh, to the drop-off point at a small like, trading post. You were going to meet, uh, you know, meet there, get the rest of the supplies that you need, and then make it to Aram uh, Mountain Range. Stone, do you get cold? You feel no, cold? No, I, I, I don't. Weather doesn't affect me unless I'm immolated or being immolated. It's really quite convenient. Yeah, it must be nice. And Dak is going to put another blanket over him. <laughs> Not used to the cold weather. I apologize for your flesh, prison, my friend. Oh, it's... It's, uh... He's shivering now. It's fine. I've, uh, done some thinking while we've been sailing in the in the, these frigid waters. And I think I have found my purpose. Oh, you did? What yes. Is it? Well, you see, I... What was revealed to us on the island was that I, 
failed monumentally in a bygone age, and I've decided that I shan't fail again. I will protect a lot of you and things that need protecting with my life. And this time, I won't be caught under rubble for millennia. Um, that's encouraging, brother. I'd like to think so. I'm going to try to be more encouraging. That's a good purpose, Stone. Thank you. If you ever need to not die, just holler. I will try to remember that. So uh, the day kind of continues and is uh, very hard going for those of you who can feel cold. Um, you are obviously, you know, the, the wind itself blowing across the deck is enough to, to, to chill you to your bones. It is uh, an unwelcomed hazard of sailing out here. The rest of the crew, they seem to be adapting well enough as it is, but, you know, they're, they're still trying to go down uh, below deck, try to warm up, get back up. Um, they've actually uh, opened up a, a wood stove down below that's kind of trying to keep the, the crew warm as well as it can. Of course, you were all staying uh, on the back of the ship uh, where the captain's quarters located and a few of the other more luxurious bunks and, and beds are. Yeah, is there anything that you'd like to do for this next day's travel? Um, while we're traveling, um, Corwin's going to take out uh, a stone and start making a transmuter stone. Would I be able to have, like, one-on-one -on -one time with Captain Vigran? Yeah, absolutely. If you'd like to to come up to him, he he's like always at this at his uh, steering post right now, just because of you know the, the hazards that are abundant through these waters. You know they're looking for any glaciers, any large sheets of ice, you know anything that can you know be a hazard. But he he is available for you to speak to if you're looking for it. Hey, Vigran. Hi. What can I do for you? I had a, a question. Uh, how long have you been with the map makers? Oh, that's a that's a heavy question. Well, I haven't really been a map maker per se. I've been more of a a freelancer, a, a consultant, a contractor, if you will. Whenever they need a ship, uh, they found that the comet. Uh, well, she does quite nice. I've been uh, captain of the comet for ooh. 20 years or so, I, I've been around quite a bit. It's, uh, it's been quite a journey. 20 years. Uh, let me ask you something. Do you, where would the coordinates 1.9 and then negative 157.4, is that far from Waterdeep? Oh, that's, I mean, that's quite a ways. Um, I would say, let me think for a second here. I mean, let's see. Negative. Or, have well, you ever well heard... the, the coordinate itself is definitely far out to the west. I, I know it's far past the Shimmering Isles, and I, I know it's way past where we were originally for that mysterious island that we investigated. I know that, uh, that for sure. 
I'll have to take a look at my map if uh, you want exact uh, location, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, don't don't stress out about it. Uh, just, just wondering. I'm not too familiar uh, with the sea. Aye. Well, have you heard maybe the location uh, called Tarivar? Tarivar. Um... No, I, I can't say that I, I have. Uh, unfortunately, I I haven't really sailed that far west, honestly. I, I've gone uh, south, north, uh, definitely east, but never that far west. I mean, there's nothing out there except, you know, uh, the other side of the world. So it's uh, quite quite the journey. Hmm. Well, I, I appreciate it, Vigran. Uh, carry on. You're doing You're doing great. As you were. Okay, so yeah, uh, you have a conversation with Vigran, and does anybody else want to have conversations with other people while you're, you're waiting for your one-day journey? I would like to approach Green. Okay. Brother, I am deeply sorry that I couldn't be of greater use in keeping you safe. Uh, it, it's fine, I was... Careless myself, and it probably would have happened whether you're up there or not. That is I appreciate the sentiment. Quite menacing. Um, but what, what are you doing exactly? I, what, no need to be sorry. What am I, I doing? Was wondering where you. No, when you were below deck. Ah, well, I was figuring myself out as. I've heard that idiom used. That one, yeah, mm -hmm. that one. Yes, that works. Okay. Uh, yes, but rest assured, I I have found, I have found my prime directive. I feel confident in who I am, and I feel like I've woken up. Perfect. And I will pat him on the back of the leg. I am a halfling. <laughs> I pat him on his head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the journey continues and you go back to your bunks and try to stay warm as best as you can. Uh, night falls and it's all quiet all around in general. The The storm has passed and it's a very smooth sailing. Um, you wake in the morning and everybody roll me a perception check, please. Eight for deck. Nineteen for green. Fifteen for stone. Seventeen for Korun. Okay, so I would say green and Korun. Uh, you both, like, you're like, okay, we're not, not really used to being on a ship, but you, you can tell when it stops moving. The ship is not moving right now. Yeah, you, you can sense it just by, you know, you're, you're not swaying back and forth. And the rest of you, you know, you're just sort of moving around the cabin, doing your own thing. But the two of you definitely notice the ship is not moving. Um, are we there yet? Migrant said it was only a, another day away, so I should think, be. I don't think we're moving anymore. Yeah, something definitely doesn't feel right. I think we should go up and check things out. I feel... I, um, I, I think it's moving. 
Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I am not walking up those stairs first this time. Oh, I will destroy them underneath my wake. Wherever they are. You walk up the stairs and you do notice you are definitely stopped. There is only Ugg on the deck. Uh, he's actually uh, looking down uh, the starboard side. He, he's looking down at uh, the water, it looks like. And it's only him on the deck. As you kind of get closer, you can hear chopping of metal on ice. And you look down and you see the, the entire crew is trying to chip away the ice that has surrounded the, uh, the comet. Uh, apparently, the ship itself is stuck in the ice. Ugg kind of looks at all of you and, and nods and, and points uh, over to Vigran, who is kind of leading a, a, a chain of people of, you know, chopping certain areas of the ship, uh, hoping to, to get it free. How, can we see the coast from here? Are we very close? Uh, go ahead and roll me perception check. See if you can see that. Oh my gosh, another eight. <laughs> Ooh. Um, from this distance, it, it, it's hard to tell. You can definitely see uh, the eastern side of, of the coast. You know, you, you've been going through Icewind Dale Ocean that's right next to it. And you can tell that it's all tundra, so it's all ice, just frozen ground. But you can tell to the north of you is where you need to go. Um, but there seems to be enough solid ice to where you could start traveling across it. Well, uh, it looks like we need to go north here. Uh, the ground looks solid. Vigran is... How solid is it down there? He, uh, he looks up at you, and you see his big old round, like, kind of steampunk-looking goggles that he's wearing. And he just looks up at you, and, and just... He doesn't say a word. <laughs> and you can tell, like, they've been chopping probably for a couple hours, and it, they have not made much progress. And he just looks right back down and, and starts kind of ordering his men to keep chopping in, in, into certain areas. I, I, I think it's pretty solid then. What do, you, what do you guys think? Should we start from here? Um, is it the morning? Yeah, yep, it, it, it is dawn. You kind of come to the conclusion that this ship ain't going anywhere anytime soon and you guys are on a schedule. So it'd probably be best if you were to go on foot from here so you would have to start moving any of your equipment and stuff uh, down to the ice and then make your way north question yeah did we bring dogs from Waterdeep, or were we getting the dogs at the trading post yep you were going to get them at the trading post uh, that was kind of the, the discussion uh, that you would get a, uh, a sled as many dogs as you need um, or even multiple but there was a trading post available if you needed it. So it looks like we're on foot. Uh, before we leap down, I'm going to send um, Barrel up to get a better point of view and just kind of see how roughly how far it would be to walk till we hit. Sure. Um, sort of yeah, you, you you send uh, Barrel up. Uh, do you want to kind of give a, a, a good description of, of Barrel for me? Yeah. As, as so, he um, flies up. Uh, yeah, Farrell just kind of just like I just kind of look to him and he takes off from my shoulder and um, heads up and into the sky with uh, kind of the sun gleaming down and lighting up on his very bright and um, shiny 
look to him and as he just kind of flies out ahead a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he flies up. Uh, Go ahead and roll me perception at advantage with that keen sight. 21. 21. Okay. Uh, That is definitely enough to to be able to see uh, far off to the north, maybe about 10 miles or so, is the trading post. Um, it, you're able to see kind of a, a, a smokestack in the very far distance in a little speck. Um, but it is enough to identify, okay, there is a, there is a way to get there. And it looks like it's just solid ice from there on forward. Um, you then learn that, um, apparently there was a flash freeze and that's what caused the ship to, you know, get lodged in. And that, that's why they've been kind of chipping away at it for this long. So, you uh, you see something, Corn? Well, um, I'd say it's about a ten mile hike hike out um that way onto the ice. So we should probably get a move on before it gets too dark. Ten miles. Ten miles. I'll go uh, grab my gear, and Dak's gonna head back down and uh, start packing his stuff. Yep. Same here. Yeah. You- <laughs> All right, you all grab your gear and you you ferry it down to the ice, and uh, the rest of the crew is you know assisting you, trying to help you down, and they they all wish you luck. And Captain Vigran says, "So obviously we're going to be a bit preoccupied here for quite a bit, but um, I'll tell you what, we'll uh, we'll be in the area for the next two weeks. We'll just uh, we'll go down south a little bit, and we'll check in." Every Tuesday from uh, from now on, you know this Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, and the next Tuesday, you know, just to, to see if you need any help or assistance, and then we'll, we'll we'll round ourselves back and we'll head back home to Waterdeep. Watch out for sea monsters. Yes, I was about to say the same. We'll uh, we'll definitely take care of them, and especially with that huge storm that passed, I, I believe that we'll have easy sailing. We'll we'll take her easy. Did you ever fix that ballista? Yes. He looks down, uh, very discouraged, <laughs> uh, really hoping that that came in, you know, came in use uh, for the previous fight. Um, but he, he kind of shakes his head and says, "I will. Uh, I'll definitely be looking to upgrade that and maybe get a few more." <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it'll be quite useful in the right situation. I agree. All right, well, Godspeeds to ya. You too, mate. Take it easy. Much appreciated. He nods at you, and uh, all of you, uh, gather your belongings and make your way across the ice. So as you're making your way across the ice, uh, you... It's quite slippery, but uh, each of you purchased uh, ice spikes to, to put on the bottom of your shoes, uh, so or in your boots. Yes, so, we did. So you yep. won't have any kind of difficulty traversing the ice in, in that manner. It would have probably halved your speed and, and would have made a lot of dex checks. <laughs> so be thankful for having some equipment for this. Uh, you, you are traveling across it. It is a bit precarious, but um, you're moving along. As you're moving, it may be... An hour goes by. Of, uh, what, what kind of pace are you guys going? I vote for normal pace. Normal. Okay. Normal. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. 
Okay. It's a normal kind so you're, of day. you're going at a normal pace, uh, going across the ice, and you hear a large crack. Just the the ice itself, like it just resounds, echoing all the way across the ice, and you all stop. I thought he said this was uh, pretty solid. Green, was that you? Um, no. I didn't really have much to eat. Definitely wasn't me. Unlikely story. I don't believe you. Well, use your nose. I mean, oh. Oh. Mm. Tragic. Unfortunate. Um, could I, uh, use... Oh, jeez. Could I, like... Oh, I'm trying to think of what to do with this ice. Do I just know I, how to there... break ice. That's the issue. Yeah. Is there a crack that we can see, or we just heard it? Yeah. Oh, you can roll me perception if you want to take a look to see if you see anything. I... Uh, third time's a charm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, two... Even better than an eight. <laughs> uh, I rolled a nat twenty. A natural twenty. All right. Nice. <laughs> um. So green, as much as you're spooked about this, this yeah. huge crack or or, or sounding, uh, just resounding across the the entire ice, you realize, okay, this this ice is is way too thick to like actually break underneath us right now, mm-hmm. but you know, ice shifts a lot. And that was yeah. probably what that was. Anyone who actually lives uh, or, or has been on a lake that uh, is frozen over, this is quite common. Just like this random cracking and that, that you just hear like resounding across the lake. And it is, it's kind of freaky, but uh, it, it's definitely, you know, not, you know, dangerous necessarily if the, the ice is thick enough. Oh my um, I, I think this is quite thick Um just moves around a bit, creating those unsettling noises. Are you sure? I don't like it. I'm not an expert, but I am pretty confident in my quick analysis. Well, you're the smartest person I know. Me, I'd rather get to the land as, as soon as we can. Yeah. Not much I can do out here on the ice. I could break the ice, but I suspect that's not the issue. No. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, but I like the way you think. (laughs) (laughs) And so you make your way again across the ice, being a little bit more cautious, but still traveling at a normal pace. Um, You've traveled maybe half of the day so far. The sun is at its zenith, and it hasn't been too long. Um, The time, of course, as you get closer to the north is going to be shorter days uh so it is definitely not as long of light as you would have wished um you you're about five miles in right now and it's a it's about midday so you you should be able to make it probably at dusk so you continue onwards and you know a couple hours go by you know you're you're talking and having small talk as you as you move across the ice the the weight of your gear kind of you're definitely feeling it. Um, and as you get probably only a mile away, 
getting quite close. You can actually see the trading post uh, from where you are. You, you see the, the very friendly smokestack uh, rising from this, this all wood enclosed building. Uh, it looks like there's large snow drifts uh, on, the, on the right side of it that have just kind of built up into a, a large snow pile. While you're traveling, you look down and I, I need, a, again, an, another perception check from all of you. 12 for Dak. <laughs> 19. For Green. 19. 11. Stone. Uh, 15. Okay. Well, I, again, Green, uh, you're the only one who who picks this up. Um, you, you look down just because you're kind of like staring at your feet. You're kind of... You got to travel yeah. twice the distance of these taller folk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's uh it's quite taxing. You, you look down, looking at your feet, and you swear you see something like where where the ice is kind of smooth and you can almost see through it. You see like a dark shadow move underneath your feet. Uh oh. Um. I think I saw something beneath. Yep, that's never good. Um, could you be more specific? A dark shade. Hmm. Undead. But it's under, know. it's underneath the ice, right? Uh, perhaps we should quicken our pace. Perhaps a sprint is in order. Okay, so you, you all start running? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna... Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you all start running. Mage armor and start running. Okay, you cast Mage Armor on yourself and you start running. I, I, I should do the same. I, I forget about okay. the nice behavior I'm doing. I'm like, oh shit. Uh, Dak. Okay, so yeah. Dak is gonna, like, kind of snap his fingers and his chest is gonna be covered in ice. And I'm gonna cast Armor of Agathis. Oh my. Uh... Okay. Oh, one with the elements. Okay, you uh, ready yourselves for combat as you all get ready for whatever is below the ice. You uh, start sprinting towards this trading post as fast as you can. And as you are running, you hear something is, is, is breaching out of uh, a, a kind of a thought-out ice pool over to your left side, uh, maybe about 50 yards away. Uh, something is is coming out of the ice. I'll take a look over. Okay, you look over and you see uh, this this white looking creature just just completely uh, jump out of the water. Two large paws jump onto the ice itself, and it, it pulls itself up, and you see a very very large polar bear. That is pulling itself out of the ice. Uh, can I take an action as I see this occurring? Sure. What would you like to do? Oh, all right. Um, so noting this um, large beast, I'm going to um, grasp my my hand to my chest and cast bless. Very nice. Uh, who and, are the three uh, targets so... that you'd like to? Uh, the targets being green, Corin, and Dak. Okay. So green, Corin, and Dak. You now have Are this. all. Okay. 
right. Uh, are you all continuing to run, or are you charging towards this creature? Um, does it look hostile? Um, it, it's hard to tell since it just jumped out of the water. I think still running is probably a safe option, but keeping our eyes on it as we do so. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah, still you. You continue to run uh, at a at a decent pace. You're gonna have to slow down a little bit for Green to keep up with you, however, as he only has uh, 50 feet of movement uh, with dashing per per round. Um, I'll hoist him up on my shoulders. Okay. Yep. You 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 just sort of pick him up, scoop him. You scoop him, and you continue running. And I'm sorry, this brother. Is when, <laughs> this is when you kind of look back and you see that this polar bear isn't chasing you. It is, uh, you actually notice that it has a large fish in its mouth. Uh, it looks like a, a large knuckle knucklehead trout that it just sort of throws onto the ice. And it, you see it kind of lay down and uh, start enjoying its meal that it just caught. That could have ended worse. I think we're a little on edge from our last bout with the... Uh... <sighs> the ice creatures confounded nature you you said it large shades eat fish got it well let's not stick around until something bigger comes and grabs that polar bear right <laughs> i think that's how food changes yeah there's always a bigger fish i was waiting for it <laughs> 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 so you make your way, uh, you, you kind of slow down a little bit, but you're, you know, on edge, maybe a little. You make your way to the trading post, and uh, you, you see that, you know, snow has definitely kind of enveloped this this trading hut, but the chimney itself uh, kind of sticks out of the snow and is uh, kind of melting and refreezing, melting, refreezing constantly. So there's this just drip of ice that kind of goes off the side of the roof and is just freezing the entire left side of uh, the building. Um, the door itself is a, is a friendly-looking oak door that uh, ha has definitely received a lot of wear and tear. Um, but yeah, you, um, you, as you approach, you actually hear um, dogs barking um, from somewhere uh, behind the structure. Apparently, there might be a kennel of some type in the back. Is it nighttime or it's like sunset time? Right it, now? It, it is definitely dusk right now, and it's okay. only like 4 p.m. and it's just it's already like getting Man. dark, and you're like, oh dang, there goes the day. Uh, is so there's just one building. Yep, just one building that you can see from this angle. Uh, if you want to move around, you could probably see a kennel, judging by the the sound of the dogs. You think they have a uh, lodging here? Rest would be nice for you lot, I'm sure. Yes. Yes, that was uh, quite the the run. I'm indifferent. Yes. Perhaps setting out with more light would be advantageous to a lot of us. Um, I'm gonna go inside. Okay. Uh, so you you just open the door. Yeah. Okay, you you uh, grab the uh, grab the handle and uh, you push it open. You are f greeted with uh, the very nice interior. Um, it is, uh, you know, a, a familiar trading post vibe, general store looking esque building. 
there is uh, many different types of equipment. There are snowshoes. There's you know the ice spikes. There's um, even like some skis uh, over on the side. Uh, and then behind a counter, you see a kind of a an older looking gentleman uh, that has definitely seen some men- many years. Uh, he has a, a, a knit cap pulled over his ears, uh, but he, you know, at least trying to pull over his ears. His ears are quite large. Um, he is uh, small in stature. Uh, he is uh, standing on a stool, and uh, he, he appears to be adjusting something on a shelf. And uh, you, 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 you open the door, and you, you kind of see him jump, and he, he drops what he was messing with, and he says, Ah! I wasn't expecting visitors! Oh, so sorry. Uh, hello! Uh, yes, hello. We, we are friendly. <laughs> Gudge, how many are you? Come inside and shut the damn door! All right, all right, all right. Fine. We didn't mean to upset you. We are so sorry. No, just, just, it takes a lot of effort to keep this place warm. And you see him get off his stool and he runs over to uh, like a pile of firewood uh, and he just starts chucking in a few more logs into a, 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 a huge wood furnace that it seems like too large for this tiny uh, structure. But apparently, you know, it, it, it does quite well. Uh, as, as as you enter, uh, you are greeted with a very warm atmosphere of the room, and, and the wood stove itself is generating a lot of heat. Um, you see him th- chuck in a few more uh, pieces of wood, and he shuts it with a latch, and, and he, he looks at you and says, What can I do for you? Runs over to the counter and uh, jumps up on his stool again. Would you like some help with the fire? Oh, Edward, I, it's, it's well stoked now, so don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Is there anyone else in here? Uh, you can look around. I, I would say just your general uh, perception. You, you you know, you look around, and there there doesn't seem to be another individual here. It's just him. Uh, hello, friend. We are uh, we just traveled from the ice. Our ship got caught. Uh, we're hoping... <laughs> yeah, I... Wasn't too humorous to the the captain, but I gotta. I'd hope not. No, <laughs> getting your ship trapped in the ice—that's uh, a fool's errand, right there. That's gonna, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna take uh, many hours, maybe even days, to get out of that. Yeah, he didn't seem yeah. too amused. Uh, is there? Uh, do you provide lodging here? Uh, well, uh. Not typically, but uh, I mean, we could throw your sleeping bags on the floor, I suppose. Um, I, I got my only, you know, my room up up in the attic, and that's that's where I stay. Um, the dogs, uh, well, they they sleep in their kennel in the back, so I guess the floor is your only option if you do want to stay, of course, uh, for a modest fee. As he kind of looks looks you over and kind of looks you up and down and kind of notices how well you guys are equipped. Oh. Corwin reaches into, like, a, a bag, that like a, a small pouch that he's got um on his side and reaches into it. He's kind of been had... He's had his hand in there since they walked in. Just basically, like, kind of, like, hand in his pocket and move, oh, kind of moving around what's in there and flicks out a uh, gold piece at him. He expertly catches it out of the air. He says, So, 
Lodging for the night, eh? That'll cost maybe... 19 more of these. 19? That <clears throat> seems a bit steep. Well, you're the ones who came out here unprepared in the middle of the day and then going I into have the night. Treats. I'd actually appreciate it if you could take those off there. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, this is imported wood. Thank you. My apologies. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, imported I, from where? Uh, uh, south. Everything's imported from here. <laughs> he laughed. I'm sorry. Uh, I, ha, ha, ha. I imitate his laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, oh, that's a neat trick. I didn't catch your name, friend. Oh, it's Pesci. This is my establishment. Pesci. Nice. Nope. Nice to meet you, Pesci. Nope, just Pesci. Don't call me Joe. I'll kick your ass. Well, uh... <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, you think I'm funny? No. I... Ben <laughs> Stone is actually like... Like laughing at this. Funny how? I, <laughs> like, do I do I not like a you? clown? <laughs> no, no yes, you do. Listen, not if like you don't clown. like not... my name, you can just get out. I, I you know, I, I this is my no. establishment. You come in here asking for your room. I, I'm a small fella. You guys take up a lot of space. I, I'll give you twenty gold. All right. Now, on top of this one for insulting me. He points to the one that's on the counter. No problem, mate. That piece right there is all you. All right. At least one person knows how to be considerate. Oh, no, no. Yes. I'm so sorry for my brother's behavior. We all uh, we all like your name. We like your establishment here. Uh, we'll, all right. We'll gladly pay the 20 gold. Is there any way... Maybe that could come with a hot meal. Damn, you guys are just running me ragged. You want to <laughs> This is a trading post. I, I, I'm not a chef. Oh, what a D&D ass thing that's ever happened to us. We just barked into this dude's house and be like, give us money, a place to stay. <laughs> like a Pokemon character just barking into these old people's homes sleeping in their beds. Dude, have you, um, off topic, have you guys played the game Nexomon? No. No. It's like a, um, Pokemon ripoff, but, like, they lean into that way more. Where, like, if you barge into someone's house and, like, you're not, like, well-known, they, like, yell at you and, like, who are you? Get out of my house. <laughs> like, it's amazing that they just kind of, like, they, like, make fun of that. Like, things Good. like that. I love it. Pesci, Pesci is definitely kind of giving off that, that vibe of like, who the fuck are you? And so as, as you kind of get the vibe here, uh, he, he starts saying, all right, all right, all right. I have a few days rations I could maybe cook up. He, he like, quotation marks. <laughs> Make a hot meal for you. But uh, that'll cost you five gold each for a meal. That's all right, mate. I'll stick to the rations that I brought. Actually, I have a, a question for you. I might have an answer. 
do you have anything you might be looking for that you might need in these wastes? Sure, I'm looking for gold. Hmm. Silver, platinum, copper. Take. take any of it. It's all spends the same. But, I mean, I guess if you're offering, what do you got to trade? Well, we have some curiosities and weapons from the island, don't we, fellows? Hmm. I... So, I, I mean, by all means, tell me what you have. I don't know if I uh, brought anything to trade, but... You, you, you come in here, you don't have nothing to trade, and you're saying you take trade? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what if we could retrieve something for you? Anything? Oh, yes, yes, actually. Funny enough that you mentioned it. Uh, my sister, she went missing, and she took the only relic of my family. No, I don't have anything. <laughs> like, what are you... I, I own a trading post. I, I don't do much. I, I hardly have anybody that comes here. I, very niche. Yeah. I'm just going to put... There's a I'm, lot of... Egg. I'm putting 20 gold on the counter, and I'm just laying on the ground. An, an additional 20? Or... Just to pay for all of our lodging. Okay, so you're paying for the all the lodging oh, plus the one gold. I, so, okay, so. I gave him 20. Yeah, so that's why I was asking oh, because Green oh. just offered it. So, are you offering yeah. another twenty just for? Uh, then this will be for the hot rations. Oh, hmm. hmm. Nice. He he, he kind of stacks it like uh, poker chips uh, on the counter and says, "All right, all right, you you guys are starting to learn my language. I like you guys." So, uh, just uh, lodging and hot meals. That's all you need. Yeah. Yes. We also could use some transportation oh. across the ice. Oh, yeah, oh shit. On. Why didn't you start with that? All right. <sighs> so he uh, starts moving around uh, the desk, and um, uh, he, he kind of points at uh, a few uh, sleds that he has available on the uh, kind of mounted up. On... He, he, he shows you that he has three available. Uh, they all are equal in size. Uh, they can carry a capacity weight about 300 pounds each. Um, of course, there's, you know, one driver for each one, and I'll have to teach you some of the words for you to steer it. Each dog is about 50 gold each, and it takes a minimum of six dogs in order to run the run the sled. It's about 100 gold for the sled itself. I, I made these custom made. Kind of brushes some dust off of one of them. This is quite expensive. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you're not going to find, a, you know, dogs of high quality, especially around these parts. And especially, you know, you you want dogs that are healthy, been trained, and it's not just, you know, oh, I'll go out and get to AC Pod and get a dog. You know, it's not like that. Here. You know, very, you know, well-trained, so... Can we see these dogs before we take them? Yeah, absolutely. I can take you out behind the kennel, and uh, you can even see them. And uh, I have about about sixteen right now. Sixteen dogs back there. I, I, I'm willing to sell sixteen as a max. So. Well, Pesci, you said six dogs covers one sled, right? 
Yeah, yeah, so that only means that you can run two. Uh, but if you want additional dogs, you can do that, you see. And, and, and that is if, you know, for the full capacity that you need, six dogs will run you know, at normal speed. Of course, you can run another another sled uh, for a little bit slower, but, uh, you know, with less dogs and less weight. Each sled holds how many pounds? About 300 pounds. Does that include the riders? Uh, no, that does not include the riders. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll just, uh... Yeah, so you, you can you can basically load it. like it's only one rider and then whoever else wants to ride in the sled and uh, all your equipment involved. Understood. Mm-hmm. I guess I wish I weren't so large. You are quite a large fellow. And he kind of <laughs> looks you up and down and just realize how tall you are and how massive you are. It's true. I've been told once. Stone, don't take offense to this, but, uh, how much do you weigh? Well, that would require me to have weighed myself at some point in the past, and I haven't. I, mother definitely did when we found you, but... I would say, so long with, ago, your, with your yeah, character exactly. art and everything, about pushing that 300... I, yeah, I'd say, like, personally, just guesstimating how large something like that would be, definitely over 300. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, 300 pounds, that would maybe cut the weight uh, by 150 or so. So you take a look at Pesci's wares, uh, you do see his three sleds that he has available for sale, uh, each 100 gold. And uh, he has 16 dogs available for uh, 50 gold each. Um, he does have a smaller sled available for uh, smaller people. Um, so it is completely up to you on how you'd like to purchase or go about that. And that's 50 gold each person or per dog? Uh, per dog. Yep. Jeez. And Pesci, you said two people can fit on one sled, is that correct? Yeah, about that. Uh, people like us, and he points to Green, uh, who's a halfling. Mm -hmm. He says, well, we can kind of give or take a few extra members. Okay, so we would need, we could do two sleds, have Green be on one, and then maybe Stone. Stone and someone else, and then Green can be with the other two. That makes sense to me. Or you could do the big guy and the little guy, and however you want, really. It, it's it's all up I to like you to decide. <laughs> Either way, I'm part of the cargo, I believe. Yeah, I mean, you could put your equipment on with him, you know, the smaller guy, because he'll have more room. Otherwise, you, all your equipment, you know, it, it can't really fit with two passengers on a sled. Well, I think the issue, moreover, is the funding. The funding, eh? You got uh, scrap for coin, eh? So if we get 12 dogs and two sleds, that's 800 gold. Divided by the five of us. Let's see, 12 dogs. Yeah, yeah, that's that sounds right. 
So 160 gold each. Sweet, mate. Um, alright. That just... I... That seems like a an odd, odd number. Actually, could, could you go down to 150 gold for each of us? Roll me a charisma check. Uh, do a persuasion. Oh, yeah. 26. Charisma boy. <laughs> All right, 26. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You see Pesci, he, he kind of smiles a little bit, and he's like, well, he, he, to the stack of gold uh, that you've already given him. He's like, I, yeah, all right, 150 each. We'll say that. All right. So, uh, 750 gold total. Yeah. I'll, I'll hand over. Orun my... reluctantly hands over his 150 out of a different pouch than the one that he gave. Um, especially the first time. Thank you very much. As he kind of hoards over this very decent pile of gold. Making out like a bandit, mate. Oh, <laughs> making out like a gnome. You gotta learn how to play the game, son. And, and he just all right, puts it all into play... a bag. It, I mean, if you want to play a game, I'm down for games. <laughs> I'm not too good though since um, the whole blind thing but uh, I'm always down to play yeah. hmm. you are definitely piquing Ashi's interest uh, he looks at his gold and he looks at you and he says what kind of game you you thinking there I don't know uh, dealer's choice mate whatever you want to play dealer's choice well, what about rollies <laughs> <laughs> you, you're gonna have to explain it, mate. I probably haven't seen it before. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, well, you just uh, you basically you just roll dice, and whoever has the highest numbers wins. And uh, you can have a few hands, you know, best of three. And you just uh, each time you you each round you either raise uh, or stay for the pot. All right. You can it get seems pretty. Like, uh, that seems pretty straightforward. All right. How much gold you want? To, well, let's see. How much gold you want to wager for the first round? Um. Well, um. Let me reach into my pouch here. I don't know how much I've got. It pulls out like a few coins, and they're gold. And, and Corin says, "Well, um, what? Could you please tell me which uh, <laughs> what these are made of?" Uh, they're gold. He kind of looks around at all of your friends who are, are around <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, we can gold. we can start with these these two pieces right here. Uh, two pieces. Uh, he he kind of looks down at his massive pile. And he's like, uh, how how about ten? Ten gold. Minimum right. buy-in. And he kind of Corum kind of feels around in his pouch. The, the one on the other side and kind of pulls out some more. Okay. He uh, he, he puts 10 gold on the table and uh, he pulls out uh, two sets of dice. Uh, so essentially this is just um, a d20 roll and uh, for each round 
uh, whoever has the highest wins. So there's no modifiers the or anything. Of? Yeah, um, when he pulls them out on the on the table, um, they look like uh, stone uh, chiseled dice uh, that are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I know I'm gonna regret saying that, but that's what they're made of. Um, they're they're made of stone. So. Okay. Unfortunate. Yes, it is. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he he, give, he hands uh, slides of dice uh, down over to you, and he takes his out. And he says, "All right, you ready?" Um, yeah, that seems fine. All right, so uh, go ahead and roll your d twenty at the same time. One, two, three. Okay. Um, <laughs> you want to say it at the same time, or? Um, can I? Hmm. Am I able to stealthily use Mold Earth to change how my oh. dice rolls? Ooh. <laughs> mold Earth. Okay. Tell Ooh, me, dragon. what what, what, I, what I can what does choose that a do? portion of dirt or stone that I can see within um, 30 feet of me that's within a 5-foot cube and manipulate it in multiple okay. different ways. Yeah, I would definitely see that. Um, let me take a look at the spell. So, it's somatic. Uh, so... That means that you'd have to move your hand. So it's kind of a Jedi. <laughs> You're moving your hand just like... <laughs> so oh as I'm rolling with my hand, can like as I roll it off my hand, would that count as sure. like, casting it while yeah, I roll it off? Yeah, uh, you'd have to roll me uh, a sleight of hand check just to see if you can pass that off with manipulating the dice. All right. Can Dak make a perception check while he does this to see if... I notice it. Sure. Would it just be against his sleight of hand? Yes, it would. I rolled a sixteen. Rolled a sixteen. Oh, natural tw- natural twenty for Dak on the perception. Yeah. You know what? I will allow you. Um, Dak is. You see, this little man is staring at Koran with eagle eyes. He is watching him very intently. And with your natural 20, you're able to tell that he's going to catch anything that Koran does. Like, he is he is watching him very well. He also rolled a natural 20. Okay. So, um, <laughs> I will say, because you rolled a natural 20, I will say... I'm gonna kind of. What would you want to do with that knowledge? I'm gonna knowing that he he is watching him very very well. I'm gonna kind of. Uh, I haven't taken my ice spikes off yet, and I'm going to like lift one leg up to try to like take it off. I'm gonna kind of like push Corm a little bit and just uh, no no. Uh, and just kind of whisper like lean lean against him and just whisper like no. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah. So, so do you still cast the spell? Corrin, I guess what Corrin I'm asking is, and I'll kind of like, not I'm gonna play it off like I'm like, oh no, I can't get this one. No, not not yet. No. Hey, hey, don't don't mess with the the table there. Don't bump the table. Uh, All right, so, go ahead and roll. Sorry, sorry. All right. Um. Let's see. Oh, um. One of you go ahead and tell me what that was. Um, what I I, can I read it? <laughs> sure. 
Um, so, so he he's been covering his dice. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, you know enough to where he he's not touching it at all, just enough to where you can. He un uh, reveals he rolled an eight, so you definitely mm -hmm. you you have won the first round. So no, now it comes where? comes right. comes to the second yeah, I told round. Told you a lot, games. <laughs> he looks a little frustrated. Um, he's like, "All right, second round." Uh, Wait, question: Does uh, each round it, does he win the ten gold, or is it like a best two out uh, of three? Typically, like, so you agreed to best two out of three, and every single round you can bet more, or you can just stay where you are. Uh, Dak's gonna reach into his pocket, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna put 150 on my friend here, and uh, put his arm around. Oh him. shit! All right. Can you match? 150. Can you match that? Wait, no, you wait. You realize I'm blind, right? Like I don't want you to lose your money. Nah, I trust you. Mm -mm -mm. All right. So he uh, roll a. All right. All right. He says, "All right." So. 160 in the pot, and he pulls out some of the gold that you guys gave him, and he slides it across the table. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Go ahead and roll. Uh, are you are you attempting anything this time, or are you just rolling as is? I'm just rolling as is. Okay. All right. Uh, he uh, reveals his hand, and he rolled a 16. Oh. And I rolled a nine. No. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but it's best two out of three. Oh, it's best two out of three. So you're, you're both roll. at two. One more. Okay. You're, you're both at two. So he, he's he's kind of sweating a little bit, but you see, like the rush of the game is kind of getting to him, and he's like, "Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> How about a, another hundred and fifty? I don't know, mate. I mean, this is pretty high stakes here." Yeah, it is. <laughs> so as of right now, I have not lost any gold because it's best two out of three. Correct. Okay. Now we'll just leave it at I'll I'll just wave my hand like no. Like I'll right. just You're staying. You're staying. Yeah. All right. All right. How about another fifty? Just just to round it off. Two hundred and ten in the pot. Each. Total. Uh, once you've thrown words in there, one one sixty's good, Pesci. Uh, I have full faith that my friend here will win this round. All right, all right. Don't want to increase the party. All right. Okay, last rollies. Here it comes. And can I roll perception to just kind of watch Pesci and see if he's noticing any foolery? Sure, uh, I, you you can definitely attempt to, to perceive. Um, are you trying to do anything? I am going to cast it this time. Okay, you will cast As it. As I okay. roll. All right, go ahead and roll me sleight of hand first to see. And then Logan, uh, Dak's perception was seven, mm -hmm. 17 that time. Mm -hmm. You guys have gotten <laughs> matching perception. <laughs> no shit. Oh, man. Both times. Yep, yep. So, Corin, uh, what did you get for your sleight of hand? Uh, sleight of hand, I got an 11. But Oof. I'm wondering, can I have 
barrel bump something? Try and get his hmm. attention. Like this as is, I'm rolling. This is, this is tough. Tough. Um, you can certainly try. Would I be able to do anything similar to what I did in round one? I would say with that, you had a natural twenty in round one. Yeah, this is this, this is, is more of you. You're 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 kind of you yeah. said you were watching Pesci yeah. to see if he was watching. He is watching. Yeah, but you don't know how intently or like what will draw his attention or anything like that. So, um, in this situation, what did you roll? Uh, unless you want to tell me how Barrel affects something or does something, you, you can tell me what he does. I'll just. I'm gonna deal with it as is. I don't want to get too okay. into the, like the what ifs and whatnot. We'll just continue. I got sure, like, sure. He sees you roll and like you're moving your hand still, and it flips over to like a twenty. And he looks at the dice. It's just like dead silent, and he looks up at you. You see, like his body is like quivering a tiny bit. You think, oh, he's just old. But then his face starts to get red. And he says, Ouch! All of you! Get out! Wait, why? What's going on? I won't accept accept cheaters! I did not accept cheaters! He, He manipulated that dice! I saw it! You damn magic users! Get out! I'll give you your, your 20 gold and your and the other 20 gold back. Here, he takes the other, other gold and he shoves it towards you. And he, he, he takes that one gold, though, that, that you gave him. And he puts that on top of the pile. And he takes that and puts it back into his pile. That's it. You know, you, 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 you can take your dogs, take your equipment, but you can't stay here the night. I'm sorry, but I won't have any cheaters staying here with me. Yeah, she... And he, he throws back your, your 40 gold, uh, the 20 gold for the room, and another 20 gold for the meals. And he says, I will not tolerate cheating in my establishment. And he uh, takes the all, all the pot and puts it away and says, you get out. Oh, whoa, Pesci, Pesci. How did, how did he cheat? I saw a 20 and I saw your roll. Yeah, and he used magic to manipulate his role. And I saw it. He, he used magic? He's blind. How can he use magic? No offense, Quorum, but I just don't think Pesci understands your condition here. Yeah, mate, um, I'm blind? Sorry. Just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't use magic. You, you think that I know nothing? I, I've been around the world, sons. Well... Um, how do people typically learn magic? I don't need to go through all of the nitty-gritty of magic with you. I know that you cheated, I know that you cast magic, and I know that it manipulated your dice. Seems like a convenient thing to say. Alright, alright, alright. Here, here, Here's your stuff, and he, he gets off the stool, he starts picking up uh, the two sleds that you purchased, and he... He, br- he brings him over to you, and he hands him to you, and he says, That's it. I'll follow me to the back of the kennels, and I'll send you on your way. I think there's still a big misunderstanding here. I was watching you the whole time, Pesci, and the dice just fell out how they did. But, uh... I, I would say you're going to have to roll me persuasion at disadvantage, because it, it, it was 
an obvious thing for him to see, uh, especially with the rolls how they were. So that's fine. I'll take the chance. Okay. Oh. Uh, 11. 11. It's just, it's not going to happen. Uh, he is uh, very determined that you leave the establishment. He will give you what you paid for, but that is the extent of what he's willing to do for you. <laughs> Truly regrettable. Oh, well, we do have camping supplies to make this work, I'm sure. Yeah. Does he, are we outside now? <laughs> yeah, I would say that you are all kind of ushered out, uh, and you're you're you see him get bundled up in some winter clothing, and he uh, makes his way to the, uh, behind the the lodge, and um, you can see uh, a very large kennel uh, with uh, different dog houses to where um, you, you see about sixteen of them, and you said you purchased twelve uh, for two full. Yeah, and then the two sleds. Yep. So he uh, gets the dogs ready. He starts harnessing them, um, and he, he he's very short with you. He 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 does like explain like a few things for you. Uh, they, they need to travel, um, you know, one hour and then take like a rest. It could be like a fifteen minute break or something, and then they can keep going. Um, but they need to take a rest, uh, otherwise they can get levels of exhaustion, and you don't want that. Um, you also need to feed them daily. Um, you need to, you know, he teaches you a few command words as to how to steer and how to, you know, stand on, on the sleds. Um, he's very short <laughs> with you, obviously, um, explaining everything. And, and it's also pretty damn dark out uh, as it, it is getting uh, quite late. He explains that, uh, you know, dog maintenance is very important, especially out on the tundra and uh, the Arctic, because without your dogs, y you can't move. So they, they are very important to take care of. Um, he gets you all saddled up. He helps you put your gear on and uh, you saddled up and you are ready to go. Well, thank you, Pesci. Uh, sorry we left on uh, the wrong foot, but uh, yeah, we'll be uh, seeing you around, right? Well, probably not the way you're going. Oh, we got to come back eventually. Well, you ain't welcome here. Good riddance. And he kind of turns around and heads back to his uh, trading post. Uh, there's, there's gotta be more trading posts, right? Yep. Um, sorry, guys. I tried something. Uh, you didn't really work out. You did actually cheat. Um, sort of. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I mean, well, you didn't succeed, obviously. But um, yeah, we can we can head out. Um, he's probably not going to be too happy about uh, the gold piece I gave him first time. <laughs> what, what was the gold piece? What did you do? <laughs> no, just like in an hour from when I gave it to him, it's going to turn back into a pebble. <laughs> <laughs> Transmutation. Oh, God. <laughs> just adding insult. insult to injury. Wow. Like the um, one he specifically placed on top of the pile. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna turn back into a pebble. <laughs> first, first as soon as we leave, I'll I'll, I'll end concentration on it. Okay. You uh you head out onto the tundra, <laughs> and you have like a little smile on your face at least. Uh, well. Yeah, Cor. I think you get. I think I'm gonna like you. 
just a little more tact um, when we go into another establishment. It'd probably be, probably be more wise. Hey, I was just trying to get a little extra gold for myself. I didn't really yeah. need that you guys had to put any money down. But... <laughs> Dak oh, lost yeah. 150 gold. <laughs> yeah. Probably do that to some random drunkard next time at some busy tavern. Probably a safer thing. Yeah, probably right. Okay, so you uh, mush your dogs as you get pulled away uh, from the trading post. Um, yeah, uh, how far would you guys like to travel uh, for tonight? Um, is it already dark? Yeah, it is dark. Uh, it is kind of Maybe just out. the one hour that they can go? Sure, sure. Yeah, you uh, you definitely travel for about an hour. Uh, the getting is kind of rough at first because you're trying to learn how to, okay, how do I steer properly? And, and you know, you're, you're using the command word and it, it's you start getting the hang of it after about an hour and and then you you pull over and uh you you, you get all the dogs unhooked uh, from their harnesses and they're uh you know just chilling out by themselves and what would you guys like to do for the night you start setting up camp okay yeah you uh set up camp um what what does that look like yeah i'll say just for brevity's sake uh you, you you definitely have enough tents for everybody it's something that you would have obviously brought um mm-hmm. but yeah it, it is definitely rough uh because only one person has the phoenix egg and that is what is generating normal amount of heat you know the closer you are to it the more you know warm you're going to feel uh so it is definitely like a one or two tent max and there's you know the five of you um, but I'll say, you know, your, your, your first night is harrowing, uh, because the cold, uh, the, the high wind that is kind of blowing against your tents, uh, you definitely, definitely miss the comfort of that large stove that was in Pesci's trading post. Um, that would have been very nice. Um, but th- this, this night is definitely not, uh, not what you would have wanted. Um, I will is have to say comfortable. Oh yeah. Is that a, uh, an ability that he has? That is due to the transmuter stone he made on the boat. Oh, you're right. You're right. Give Thank him you. Specifically, cold resistance. Very nice. So yeah, <laughs> you, you you notice Corin uh, is just absolutely oh. comfortable. He is just he just uh, laid back. Night guys. <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. The rest of you I'm definitely shiver. Like snuggle up with Baragar and and put put my hands in his mane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And I'm, <laughs> Makes I'm gonna, sense. Do you think Pesci sells us warmer tents? Maybe. Uh, yeah, he probably wouldn't sell it to us anyways. <laughs> I thought I was winning him over there. At the end, but that's three one. Uh, yeah, he's a stubborn fellow. So the night progresses, and it is uncomfortable. But uh, the the early light uh, rises, and 
you open up your tents and you see just how much drift of, of snow uh, encapsulated most of your tents. Um, and, and some of the sleds are kind of buried. You look around and you, you kind of freak out because you don't see your dogs. <clears throat> oh, shoot. Uh, I'm going to start to whistle. Come here, doggies! Oops! Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, you, you you start calling for him, and you wait a you wait a beat, and you 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 see a a, a shape kind of like poke its head out of the snow that's kind of drifted over him, and and you see it kind of shake shake its fur, and and you see uh, all of the dogs kind of got buried in the snow. But if you know anything about huskies, this is actually quite normal. They, this is how they <laughs> they stay warm uh, uh, during the night. Is that they, you know, if they're left out, they they kind of bundle up and get warm, uh, and the snow kind of covers them. So they kind of pop out of the snow like daisies and uh, get ready for you to. Oh, good, pick up. good boys, good boys. Uh, I'm gonna start to just throw some food on the ground, feed them. Sure, yeah, you feed them, and they they all come over to you. They're all barking and kind of playing right now, and. Um, you, they, they, you know, very friendly. I hope we get to keep them after. Oh, I couldn't see anyone taking us, them away from us. You think they'll let us uh, keep them at the guild? Oh, I, I wouldn't see why not. Perfect. That's a lot of dogs. Oh, I can give my mom a few, I guess. I'll be good. <laughs> House wouldn't be so empty. Guard dogs, actually. So you oh. uh, start. Uh, harnessing up all the dogs and you get them all fitted up and they're ready to go you break down your tents and uh, put put them on to uh, your sleds you are ready to go and uh, you continue onward um, how, how far and well how long would you like to travel for today how long do we have to rest when they when they run for an hour it's about it's about 15 minutes to a half hour so you could maybe travel. I'll say there's six or so hours of daylight. So we could probably... Oh, so I'm gonna roll for my portent. We could probably run for like five hours and then use the last hour of like combined time of them resting. Um, So yeah, you guys are moving onward. As you are traveling, the, the going is kind of monotonous as... There's not much of scenery. There are some hills and ice buildup and no walls, basically. But there's not much. Uh, far off in the distance, you do see the mountain range that you are kind of enclosing up. Um, as you are going, uh, Koren, um, I need you to roll me a perception check advantage. At advantage? Yes, sir. Right. With um, Barrel or myself? This would be yourself. An 18. 18, okay. As you're going, you're kind of... Are you, are you steering or... Well, well, I mean, you could steer. I mean, you have Barrel. I'd say I'd be a passenger. Okay. As you are kind of like sitting down uh, in the sled, you feel something rumbling... Uh, hey guys, I'd say there's something uh, moving beneath us. Again? 
kind of like a rumbling. I'm not sure if it's living or if it's um. Earthen. As soon as soon as you finish that sentence, all of you look as this the the ice and and the ground just erupts in between both of your sled, and you see uh like scraps of of ice and and, and snow just get pushed out of the way as this large rounded looking beast just jumps right out of the snow you you notice that it, it has a smooth round head that is just just massive it's it has its large jaw is open and it, 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 it its mouth is enclosed over the harnesses that are holding six dogs on your uh, sled car uh, so now you all get to roll initiative oh my god I would say I'd be is it okay if I was driving the sled with Corum? Sure. And then I would say uh, Green and Stone would be on the other one. With Baragar? Mm. Yay! Yeah. And Baragar's on... I think you'd have to be... Uh, Baragar would be on the green. one with Corum. Oh, I thought he had to be or, with Green oh. to, like, balance it out, or no? I, I think all of your equipment and everything are on that one. Oh, okay, okay. And then it's... Yep. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, go ahead and roll initiative. Rune's initiative is 17. 13 for okay. deck. Okay. 6 for green. Nat 20 minus 1. Ooh. Do you know the enemy? So the creature just jumped out and attacked your, uh, attacked your sled. Uh, so, Stone, you are up first. All right. I, how far am I away from this beast? I would say... You guys have been kind of keeping up with each other. You're maybe about 30 or so feet. Okay. I will, um, seeing that it is beset my companions, um, I will hurl my um, outstretched hand into uh, like a you know, grasping and invisible orb, and I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt and blast it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and, and roll me a t- All right. Where are you? Oh, nope, no, not that. There we go. Not you. Uh, that is an 8 plus 7, 15. Uh, 15 does not hit. God damn it! Does that end your turn, <laughs> Stone? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is it. I have no bonus actions, of which are applicable. Okay, uh, next up, Corin. This thing just took a bite out of the sled that you're just sitting in. Yeah, I'm going to quickly cast Pass Without a Trace on everyone, including the dogs. Okay. Ooh. And as I'm saying this, um, Corin will yell out to everyone, um, Hi, everyone, let's, um, let's try and reconvene over here and try and make a plan before we move forward. As this creature is attacking. Yep. Okay. Alright, end your turn. And then, uh, I'm gonna move as, after I cast that. Okay. And, yeah, I'll move away as far as I can. Okay, uh, so you take half of your movement to stand up, and you get about 15 feet 
waif. Sounds good. And, um... Oh, I guess I can't hide as an action. So, yeah, I just moved away. Okay. Uh, next up, Dak. I like where your head's at, Corum. Looking for a fight. And I'm going to... Uh, make the Dramebi blade appear in my hand, and then I'm gonna kind of point it at it and use Hexblade's curse uh, as a bonus action on it. And then I'm going to cast Blur on myself, uh, so every attack against me has disadvantage. Now that's hot. And and then I'll like jump off the sled and uh, just get right up next to it and just look at it and say bring it on and I'll end my turn uh, next up is enemy this smooth rounded creature that, and you kind of notice that has like this, this chitinous armor uh, that is covering its head and, and, and different plates uh, kind of going down, the, down its back uh, you see its legs still in earth itself but its uh, front paws uh, with these massive, like, three claws that extrude out of its uh, large plated arms. Uh, it looks over to you, Dak, who just ran up to it, uh, and it is going to try to kind of maneuver around you. kind of, like, pulls itself up out of the ground, and it looks over to the other sled, and it is going to make a full-bound leap all the way over to the other sled and just ram itself uh, into green and, and stone. So it is going to try to... The creature leaps ahead uh, with its powerful hind legs and it's going to try to land directly on you. Okay, so Stone, I need you to roll me a strength or dexterity saving throw. Your choice. Okay, I will roll... Uh... The strength one because yeah uh-huh. that is an 11 is it going to tickle me as it lands on top of you it's it's heavy body just just uh-huh. crush you with bludgeoning damage 13 points of uh, slashing damage knocks, Big, knocks you down yeah and you are knocked prone yeah 13 not 130 I would be so dead <laughs> yeah but yeah, right. you are uh Knocked down, prone. Next up, I think that's all it can do. Yep, that's all it's going to do for that turn. Uh, go ahead, green. I, I'm going to cast uh, Mind Spike. Uh, so it has to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom, okay. Surprisingly, it rolled an 18. Fuck that. All right, take that bitch wide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, is that all you wanted to do on your turn? Uh, yeah, it takes a lot of damage. That okay. I already have it. So. Okay. That's psychic hurt. damage. Okay, psychic. Very good. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, top of the round, Professor Stone. Oh hell yeah! All right. So this thing is—is is it like on top of me? Yes, it is like oh. on top of you on your space. Okay, I'm going to, um sort of shift my um, my right forearm into uh, 
what might resemble like a longsword and um, cast Searing Smite on my sword arm. Damn. And at first level. And I'm going to uh, try to ram the blade into its carapace. Okay. Uh, go ahead and try to roll an attack. So that is going to be uh, uh, 16. Uh, that does not hit, unfortunately. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, that, that was dismay and sadness. Uh, no, I, I do <laughs> the same noise. I am glad I... All okay. right, that. Does that end your turn, Stone? Yep. Um, can I, as a free action, just cry? Yep, that is a free action. All right, okay. uh, Corin. I will not do that because I can't. All right. Um, would you say when it burst up through, there's some rock around? Oh, absolutely. Like, there is some frozen, frozen rock. Sweet. I'm going to be casting Catapult at third level. Very yes! Nice. I'm going to roll some rocks. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Directly <laughs> at it. Um, need a dexterity saving throw. Okay. That was eight. So yeah, it does not pass. So it's going to take um, 5d8 bludgeoning damage. 5d8. Damn. All right. Total is 30 bludgeoning damage. Okay. Excellent. Uh, does that end your turn? Yes. Okay. So you launch multiple pieces of bludgeon right into the side of this chitinous creature. Um, go ahead, Dak. That's what I'm talking about, Quorum. And, uh, I'm gonna use my... Can How far away is this beast now? It's, it's, the, it's the 30 feet. Yeah, Alright, yeah, I'm gonna move all my movement to get up to it, and I'm going to take, uh, with my Dramevi Blade with two hands and slash at it twice. Okay. Go ahead and roll attacks. Double 22s on both attacks. Yep, that'll definitely hit. All right. The first one, though, is 10 damage. And the second one, oh my gosh, that was insane. Yeah. 10 damage. I've rolled the same D20s and the same D10s. So 20 total damage. Excellent. Okay, yeah, you guys have definitely done quite a bit of damage to this creature already. Okay, end your turn. Yes. Okay, you slash back and forth with your uh, Dramevi blade uh, as uh, this dark shadow sort of erupts out of this creature each time you hit it. Next up is uh, this this creature. It, it kind of turns around and it kind of realizes I'm getting surrounded. Um, it is going to kind of jump off of the sled uh, where it kind of collapsed onto uh, stone and you see it uh, begin to burrow. Uh, stone and deck, go ahead and give me an opportunity attack if you wish as it starts to dig away. Yeah, that's right. F this guy up. Uh, 17 to hit. 17 to hit. That hits. That hits. Oh, and 10, 10 damage on that. Very nice. And you've been adding Hexblade, right? Yep. Okay, I've, just I've rolled sure. all threes on my uh, E10. Nice. 
That's going to be a fun, nice, white, hot 19. 19 to hit. Very nice. Oh, thanks. So. found it. Mace, uh, what are you, a D8? No, not a D8, oh, a sword. Um, yeah, D8. So that will be seven um, pierce slashing. And then uh, it has to make a constitution save for my smite. Uh, my, uh, my okay. Natural one. Ah, uh, yeah, get fucked. Um, <laughs> so that is <laughs> that is six points of fire damage from the searing smite. Dang, yeah, you guys are just ripping this thing apart. Okay. Yeah, so it is like scurrying as fast as it can to just get get away from all this damage. It, it just thought, oh hey, I, I sense <laughs> movement. I'm gonna take a bite <laughs> out of it. Holy shit! Ow! 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 Get out! Get out! <laughs> So it is. Uh, it's also on fire. To... Oh shit! All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, at the start of its turn, it has to make a con save. Oh my gosh! All right, so it is digging uh, through the ice, and it reaches the earth, and it starts to dig even deeper and deeper. Um, it, it just leaves a, a pretty large hole uh, where it was, um, and dirt just gets like thrown up at you as it, as it large claws just sort of dig its way down. Um, yeah, uh, next up, green. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm just running away. Um, can I even see it in the hole? No, it, it is, it is deep underground right now. Yeah, I, well, I'm just gonna, uh, yeah, I'm just not gonna do anything, I guess. Ready my action in case it comes up, I guess. Okay, you ready in action? Uh, what would your action like to be? Would it be like to cast a spell it, it would, or? It would be a spell cast attack. Okay, okay. Uh, what spell would you like to ready? Uh, I'll just say firebolt. Firebolt. Nice okay. Trip. Yep. Yep. So yeah, uh, you ready your turn, and um, I will just say uh, combat's over. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you. This thing is not uh, coming back. Um, especially not anytime soon. So, all right. So you kind of look around and you're like, oh, the, these sleds are not in good condition. They they got messed up pretty bad. The the one that it landed on completely, like the, the back half of it is just splinters. Um, the front of the other sled uh, is it, definitely kind of mangled. Um, you could possibly get them back and up and running but it would take a little bit of time to repair do any of you have the cantrip mending i have mending nice you do excellent excellent that will definitely (laughs) save your 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 butts uh so you you spend probably the next hour uh just sort of fixing and, and putting back pieces of wood piece by piece and eventually you do get your sleds back up and running uh, the dogs, you know, you, you, a couple of them were kind of hit by that first impact, but they weren't, you know, hurt enough to, to make a difference. But yeah, you, uh, you you get back on your sleds and you start heading off again. Would you say this hour can be used as a short rest or no? Absolutely. Sweet. Is everyone okay? Yeah, I, I don't, I think everybody's fine except for uh, Stone, who, who received minimum damage, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to be him. <laughs> huh, huh. So, um, as you guys are, are continuing onward and you get 
maybe three quarters of the way there, you're thinking it does start to get dark again. Um, would you like to press onward and, and get to your final destination, or would you like to camp out again? I think camping to avoid exhaustion for us and the pupper. Yeah. Well, I will say, like, the dogs are, are rested enough that, that oh. they can keep going. They, you know, they're rested. They're uh, it's just whether or not you want to travel at night or not. Probably not. Let's say we need our visibility. Right. So, so what would you well, like to do? Camping? Dak's going to kind of look around and see if he can find a good spot to uh, maybe shield us more from, like, the wind, if there is any sure. sort of spot like that. Uh, go ahead and roll me survival. Survival, nice. Fourteen. Fourteen. You, you, you can't. There's not really much that you can do um, with with how flat it is, and you're not too far away from the mountain range. You're thinking maybe a couple more hours, and you'll be there. Hmm. Well, I don't see anywhere that would block the wind, but we're probably a couple hours. But if you guys want to rest, we can rest. But it, it's going to be another cold night for me and Green. Yeah. I'll try to stay up um, as long as I can because I just need to be inactive for six hours for a long rest. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to try to, like, while I'm awake, just um, tend to the fire. Sure. Um, sure. And use sacred flame to just try to kind of make sure the fire is, is stoked and, and throwing out that, that hotness. Sure. Okay. Yeah, so you kind of keep watch as the, the rest of your team, they set up their, their tents and get ready for another night. As you're outside and you're stoking the fire, you, you look up and it's a much more clear sky and you see the familiar stars once again. And it, it kind of saddens you a little bit to look up at the stars this time since the last time that you really stargazed was when you were on the island. Yep. And as as you were thinking this, you see almost like a flash of light in the sky. It kind of starts to turn into a wave and you see this beautiful tapestry of color start to, to form in, in the night sky. And you see a, a beautiful Borealis just form above your heads. It, it is a phenomenal sight as it just stretches from one side of the sky to the other in just layers upon layers of greens and purples and blues. It is truly a sight to behold. Are we all seeing this? I would say the only person that is seeing this right now is Stone. Gotcha. I'm just gonna takes it in kind of content with the the quiet and the calm. Okay. Um, Go ahead and roll me a perception check for me. Uh, That's going to be a nine. Nine. Okay. It's been about an hour or so uh, since everyone else went to sleep. And you're, you know, looking up at the night sky and you're enjoying it. All of a sudden, below you, the earth gives way as two large jaws damn tremors clamp around you 
Um, I'm going to uh, roll an attack on you at, uh, at advantage as it was a surprise attack. That is a 23 to hit. Yep. And you take... Sorry, one moment. It's a lot of dice. <laughs> Worst thing player wants to hear. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you take 29 points of piercing damage as the jaws clamp over your legs as you are kind of huddled near this fire. Ow. Um, Count this, this large this large creature kind of erupts out of the earth, uh, breaking apart this campfire that you've been building. Go ahead and roll initiative. Yeah. All right. Everybody or just him? Um, this is just going to be him, and then we will, uh, I guess, everybody roll me a perception check right now. Uh, Corin, uh, you had advantage. 19 minus 1 is 18. 18, okay. Uh, 15 perception for Dak. 15 perception, okay. Corin had 19 perception. Okay. Uh, 13 perception for Green. All right, I will say anybody who rolled above a 15, uh, you are now awake, but you're in your tent. Above you hear... or tied with? Uh, tied or above. Okay, cool. Yep, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so right now, those who are awake, go ahead and roll initiative. Four. Warren's a little sleepy still. Uh, 16. All right, uh, top of the round, Professor Stone. I will. I'm going to, um, add... so is it like holding me? Nope, like clamped down on your legs and just kind of rose up out of the ground and just shook you a little bit and let go. Okay. I will um, draw my hands together and clasp them in, in front of me and I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians. Yes. Uh, so I will, um, they will appear, I'm going to have the, these spirits that I'm called forth um, appear as my... Um, the images that I have from the um, from the island of the Elven creators, oh. so That's kind of be like the astral aspect instead of like actually from memory, since Stone doesn't remember them. Yeah. Um. So I will designate um, any allies that I can see uh, to be unaffected. But an, an affected creature's speed is halved in the area when the creature enters the area for the first time on its turn or starts its turn there must make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save it takes 3d8 radiant damage on a successful save it takes half as much damage very nice excellent okay okay end your turn and it's considered rough terrain for it as well perfect okay and that, that will it? um yeah since it's gonna get an opportunity attack if i try to run so i will stand my ground okay Dak, your turn kind of wake up and hear this noise outside i'm gonna stand up and i'm gonna as a free action can i kind of shake uh green awake yes yes you can uh green go ahead and roll initiative green green what? wake up your bro i think your brother's in trouble and then ah. i'm just gonna get out of the tent and i guess i see uh yep, it's gonna green. it's gonna take your action to like un like open the tent and and get out fully especially you know getting up from sleep and going getting up from prone Okay, so all I would have is a bonus action. Yes, I would say so. All right, as soon as Sorry. as soon as I step out of the <laughs> the tent, I see this creature. I'm gonna say, well, looks like we're at it again, and I'm gonna take out the Dremevi blade and Hexblade's curse on this creature, and uh, just use whatever movement I can to get as close as I can to it. 
Okay. All right. Yep. Uh, you would say maybe about 15 feet closer to it. Um, it's maybe about 20 feet away, so you're about five feet away from getting closer. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Uh, end your turn? Yep. Okay. Green, what was your initiative? 21. 21. Okay. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to yeah. act this round, that makes but sense. you will be at the top. Yep. Okay. Uh, now it's the enemy's turn. So the this large creature kind of turns towards you, Stone, kind of like shaking itself off of uh, all the dirt and grime, and it is going to try to take uh, another bite out of you. Yeah, let's take its uh, wisdom save. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right. Okay, wisdom save. That was a natural six. Not very wise, so uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll damage. All right, so that'll be 3d8 radiant damage. All right, so that is 18 points of radiant damage. Excellent. As the elven spirits just uh, draw their uh, ephemeral blades and start stabbing them into its eye. This creature is going to lunge out at you and try to bite you with its massive jaws. That is a natural 16 for a 22 to hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, 23, excuse me. So you take 31 points of piercing damage as it clamps down on you again. It's very, very powerful jaw. It's a large creature. Oh, I am asleep. So you're unconscious? Yes, sir. Okay, so, uh, Dak, you see Stone fall unconscious. We're gonna need help out here! Next up, Corrin. Yeah, I'll use my action to get up out of the tent, and then I'll... Um, um... That that would also lose uh, concentration on that spiritual guardian spell, and that would fade. Yep. Yep. Okay. Alright, so go ahead, Corrin. Uh, you get out of the tent. Yeah, get out of the tent, and uh, command Barrel to fly up to give me a better point of view. Okay, yep, uh, barrel starts taking off. All right, uh, top of the round, green. Uh, you just woke up, uh, and what would you like to do? Rush out, and, well, I have to cast Mage Armor, probably. I will cast Mage Armor and exit yep, the, the tent, tent is already open, so it won't okay. require you to actually use your action to get out. Um, so okay. you use your action to cast uh, Mage Armor, yep. and you run outside, um, and see uh, your your brother Stone is lying unconscious uh, in the snow. Yeah, um, since I can't cast anything else, I'll just uh, get ready to attack with my next action. Okay. So Stone, uh, you're going to have to roll me a death saving throw, please. Aw, uh, that's a 17. Woo! 17, okay, one success. Excellent. All right, uh, oh, next up, Dak. I'm going to cast... You're about five feet away from this creature. Okay. I'm going to cast Blink on myself. Actually, I'm going to change that. I'm going to cast Blur again, and then I'm going to close the gap on the five feet. I'm going to yell back, Help your brother, Green! I'll hold him off! And just get in, like, a defensive uh, stance. End your turn? Yep. So now attacks have disadvantage against me. Okay. So this creature uh, watches you kind of run towards it, and it goes as it just opens up its mouth and just roars at your face, and uh, it is going to try to take a bite out of you at uh, disadvantage. Yep. As my body kind of is shifting, it looks almost like I'm there, but not there at the same time. 15 for the first one, and 13 for the other one. 
both miss. Okay, very nice. Yeah. All right, then that ends its turn. Corin. We'll go out, look around, and see this thing. How uh, far away am I? Uh, I would say that you're about 20 or so feet away. All right, I'm going to cast um, Earth and Grass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a compacted sand hand comes out of the ground and grabs onto the creature. It needs to make a strength saving throw. Uh, that's a 15. Yeah, that passes. Okay. Uh, does it receive any damage or anything like that? Nope, nothing happens. No. Okay. All right. So you see a giant hand uh, form out of ice and, and rock and, and sand and all, all this earthly material. And it goes to reach for it, but it just breaks through with all of its strength. You, you kind of notice that this this creature has a lot of strength and it's all of its legs. Does that end your turn then? Yeah. And the hand is still there. It just didn't like sure. fully grab onto it. Yep. Yep. Uh, top of the round, green. Um, I will run the stone to resuscitate him. Okay. Uh, you run over to him. Uh, how would you like to resuscitate? Um, I can use a healing potion, right? Uh, do you have a healing potion? Yes, I have two. Okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, roll. I believe it is one, uh, 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. 2 plus 3, 5, so 7. All right, so Stone, you come back to life uh, with 7 HP. Oh. oh. Are you up? That was... I'm a, uh, yes, I'm here, but that was awful. Well, it's not over yet. Oh. Okay. Professor Stone, you are up. <laughs> All right. The creature Boys is right on. Less. Still? God dang. Um, I will... So it's right up in my business. Um, mm -hmm. Ranged spells would be at disadvantage then? Correct. Dumb. <laughs> For them, the rules. Um, I will cast at third, third level, third level. Um, spiritual weapon. Yeah, that would make sense. That was right. I will cast spiritual weapon at third level. Uh, what does that look like? Um, so stone on the ground. Um, just sort of reaches up and clasps his fist, um, conjuring a massive uh, battle hammer. And um, with one hand as he conjures it, he's going to wrench his other other um, hand down and bring it down on top of this thing's head. Hopefully. Uh, so that is a 18 plus 7. That's a 25. That definitely hits. It's about to get bonked. Um, so it's 1d8 plus 4 force damage. So that is 10 points of force damage. It's just wrenching this massive spectral blade or uh, hammer onto its skull. Alright, end your turn. That, yeah, uh, that will that will do. Okay, Dak, you're up. Alright, I'm going to, with two hands, just swing the Dramevi blade uh, against this creature uh, twice. Uh, 18 and a 17. Both hit? Both hit. Uh, the first one is going to be 11 damage. Okay. And the second one is going to be 9 damage, so 20 total. So on its turn, it is going to try to turn around and burrow uh, back into the ground. Um, so go ahead and roll me opportunity 
attacks if you want to use them, uh, deck and stone. Does my hand get one? Uh, yeah, it would. Cool. Hand's going to try and grab it again. It's a strength saving throw? Yep. Uh, that's a 15 again. Dang it. 15 to hit for deck's uh, opportunity attack. And that does not hit. Mine's a sassy little seven, or level 11. Ooh, no, none of those attacks hit. Damn. Damn. Okay, so <laughs> it, it uh, begins to burrow back into the earth. It is uh, deep underground again. Next in line, Corinth. How far down has it burrowed, would you say? It's hard to tell. Uh, you can try to roll perception. All right, I'll roll perception. The same monster from the uh, fucking flood? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It... it, it, it certainly look like it. It, it okay. is definitely similar. Okay, I was going to say, that thing's been on fire. That's an 18 with barrel sight on perception. But I think he said it was the same species, not the same one. Okay, so 18 with 18, uh, you're able to tell this thing has maybe about feet down. Broke up how many feet? 80. <laughs> 80. It could burrow faster than we can run. Yes. Wow. I guess it probably already had a tunnel made too. Um, I am not going to act. I'll just share that information. Yeah, it's it's burrowed down pretty far, uh, everyone. I don't think uh, that thing's gonna be coming back again soon, but I wouldn't count on it not coming back again. Next time we're flying. I don't care how. We have to get catapulted across the plains. We will. We'll uh, um, next time we we set up camp. I've got a bit safer way to do so next time. So we should be better off. Um, how much sleep did we even get? Ah, oh, that was maybe about. It was only about an hour. All right. Um, do we want to set up camp here, <laughs> or do we want to move a bit? I'll uh. I say we keep camping here, but I'll I'll take first watch and make okay. sure it How, doesn't um, come back. All right, sounds good. You take the first watch. Uh, do you all want to watch, or how, how do you want to? I will watch second watch, like along okay. with uh, Stone. Stone's still probably watching. I'm gonna make some adjustments to my spellbook. Okay, I need sounds to take good. sleep. Uh, considering I just got uh, oh. annihilated. Yeah. You all take a full rest, and the next morning you wake up, get all of your gear together, and you head out towards the Aram Mountains. After about three or four hours of travel, you see black smoke rising off of the horizon. As you get closer, you see the vast mountain range before you. And you also see the base camp that was mentioned in your report. And that is where we're going to leave tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Expedition D20. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and review on the listening platform you are using. Please consider sharing this podcast with your friends or anyone you think would enjoy it. We look forward to seeing you at the next episode. And as always, thanks for joining the expedition. Expedition.